Dun, dun, dun. Here comes our card for the week. And here comes something to shield the wind. Scrunch, scrunch. Our card for the week. Here on Burning Tarot with tea, that's me, Tiffany Lee Brown. We have the Emperor, my friends. Yes, sir, we do. We are using the classic Smith Rider Weight or RWS deck illustrated by the oh-so-fabulous pixie Pamela Coleman-Smith. And the Emperor card sort of leaped out of the deck um, kind of sideways. So is this reversed or is this an upright card? Hmm. I think we're getting some mixed messages from the tarot deck today. If this is your first time joining us on Burning Tarot, well, hello, hello. I'm T, and what we do here is generally, whenever possible, we take a nature walk. Because chances are, wherever you are listening to this, you know, maybe it would be nice if you could take a nature walk. So I'll take one for you, and we'll just kind of describe a little what we see. And we pull a card to get us through the next week or so. A little bit of guidance. We are walking today in Deschutes National Forest in Central Oregon. This is where we often walk. Very close to my house, actually. I'm walking through the snow today. And there's a beautiful blue sky above me. You might be able to hear the glimmers of wind. As the wind speaks its special whispering language by touching the tops of the ponderosa pine trees. And these are great towering tall trees, some of them quite old, a lot of them younger. For when the white settlers got here, they did quite a number on the forest. So a lot of the trees are newer, but some of them are still, you know, I certainly can't get my arms around them. I do try. It's nothing quite like giving a tree a nice hug. The sunlight is filtering through, filtering through trees. You know, the winter sunlight here in the Northern Hemisphere really does that. It comes in at a funky angle. And I happen to love the quality of that light as we near the solstice. It's a special kind of light. And I love how it filters through the trees. I'll take a picture for you. So that's our context today, which is December something or other, 2022. The card we have drawn is the emperor and the emperor sideways is trying to tell us, let's look at the emperor right side up and upside down, reversed. Let's take a look at both ways of reading the card. So, card description time. <clears throat> the emperor features a giant potato sitting on top of a pumpkin shell. All right, I made that up. No, it's a, a dude, a white dude, I'm sure you're shocked, um, who rules a lot of, you know, stuff and things. <clears throat> he is enrobed in layers of red. He has a golden crown upon his pate. His hair and nice long beard and mustache are white. He has furrowed eyebrows. He is, who's he looking at here? He's kind of looking at us, and he's kind of looking over there at that pine tree. Maybe he's listening to these cute little winter birds that are out here. Hi, guys. 
Oh, it's just little chickadees. Oh, so very cute. Um, no birds on this card, though. Oh, there's a dog coming at me. Owners are calling it off. There's other people in the forest today. How dare they enjoy the forest with me, with us, with Burning Tarot. Um, so, yeah, we got a card. Guy in red, he's wearing armor underneath his robes. He is carrying a scepter in his right hand and holding, you know, some kind of golden holy hand grenade type object. Uh, not, not the actual queen's one, but something like that. Uh, in his left. Now he's on a big stone carved throne. It's very, it's not the iron throne from Game, Game of Thrones. I see no dragons, but it has that kind of feel of rock solid, don't get in my wayness. And there are symbols relating to the astrological sign of Aries on this throne, four of them. So the easy read is to pick up one of these things and go, oh yeah, it's the emperor. That maps to Aries, which maps to Mars in the mythology and in the astrology. So this guy must be Mars slash Aries, god of war. And he's wearing armor. And there's red. All of these things combined do, I must confess, sound a bit Aries-full. So he's got a fiery feel to him and a warrior aspect. However, I believe that the emperor is also very earthbound. This nice rock-solid throne he sits upon, even if it has ram's heads carved into it, is emblematic of the solidity that Earth brings us. And it's made out of the materiality of Earth, which we discuss uh, quite often here in Burning Tarot Land, because that, that Earth element is something we have trouble with frequently, many of us, in our kind of hyped-up modern culture. So he's really owning that Earth throne. He is sitting upon it. He is willing to take power from it. He also gives power to it. His presence, his fiery warrior energy, you know, his glowering look under his eyebrows, all that white hair suggesting he's been around a while. He's got some experience, thank you very much. So he brings power to the throne, as well as the throne bringing power to him. It's a nice little dynamic there. Um, yeah, so I would say if you're looking for correspondences to astrology or to the elements and such, the, um, the Aries, Mars, watch out, we're going through tree branches, oh, they're covered with lichen, they're gonna get me, have to get off that road before those people arrive, that is great, we're just stomping through the middle of nowhere, you guys. We're actually going to one of my special altar stump places where somebody stole my stuff. It's a national forest. Anybody can use it. And often the squirrels take my stuff, actually. And I only leave natural stuff out here. I'm not going to bring... I make my little altars out here. and I'm not going to 
bring man-made stuff out. Hardly ever, just very rarely. But this place, I had these elk bones stacked up in this stump. It was super cool. And I don't think a squirrel got rid of those. I think they scared somebody. They were in like this cross shape. Anyway, that's where we're going right now. Stopping through the snow. Here's the sun. Gosh, I'm out of shape. Huff, puff, huff, puff. So our emperor is bringing that fire energy and that warlike warrior willingness to fight. And that, that appearance of a lack of compromise, right? But for those correspondences, you could also, or associations if you prefer that language, um, you could, oh, my stump looks so great with the winter sun hitting it right now. Maybe that's where I'll take a picture of the card. Wish my elk bones were there, but we'll live without them. Okay, yes, this card. I'll get back to point, I promise. So also look to Earth, and especially to Saturn. So when we're looking at mythology, or we're looking at the sky, and we want to align our interpretations of what's what, there's lots and lots of goddesses, goddesses, heroes, and assorted dignitaries to choose from, right? And I'm going to say that our emperor today, and maybe often the emperor card in general, gives us an association with or a correspondence to Saturn. Saturn does the Earth thing, and Saturn does discipline. So if you're working with your astrology at all, I'm sure you've either had or heard about your Saturn return. And that's when the, you know, big king of time, God, comes along and, um, and kicks your ass. You know, he just does. And this ass-kicking helps each of us figure out what we need to work on. It shows us where our strengths lie. It shows us where our resistance is futile. It shows us where we need to trim, move things away. It shows us our potential for disciplined solidity. Which, by the way, is not always really my finest point or my greatest skill. But um, a tough aspect with Saturn can come along in your astrological life or in the astrological lives of everybody, which is what we had for the COVID pandemic and all that. I have a good astrologer, so I totally saw that one coming. I didn't know it would take the form of a pandemic, but I had been amply warned because all this crazy Saturn, Jupiter, Pluto stuff was coming up in the astrology of the time. So when we're doing that kind of fun work with horoscopes and astrology, we will often find something big and important following Saturn around. Uh, the modern astrologers, like evolutionary astrologers and such, like to call Saturn the great teacher. I prefer the great ass kicker, but whatever, it, you get the idea. It's, it's a teacher with a ruler in his hand. 
So I think that our emperor today maps very nicely to that energy as well as to a more fiery warrior sort of energy. Uh, This is card number four in the major arcana. And that's that first section of the tarot that doesn't resemble a playing card deck. That's more like a big story starting with number zero, the fool, and moving through a whole big path and ending with card number 21, the world. That's in standard decks or the universe. So the four is, is like towards the beginning of the journey. We haven't really gotten that far on whatever this journey is. When we run into outside or inside forces that are strong and disciplined and that have the potential to abuse power. So with our particular emperor kind of not being right side up or not being upside down either, I think that's very interesting. I think that burning tarot this week really wants us to pay attention to power and maybe have a little bit of warning that this particular brand of power, masculine power, emperor power, big guy in a big chair power, this is going to play a role for us in the upcoming couple of weeks, holiday season, news cycle, and our personal lives. What do we do with that information? Heck, I don't know. (laughs) That's what you want from your tarot reader, right? Really super helpful. Um, For some of this, for some of us, this may take the form of power play. So we may face off with somebody that we've needed to face off with for a while. We may not want to. They may come at us. And a lot of this might be verbal. This relates back to astrology again. We have this really long Mars transit in the sign of Gemini. Mars going forward, Mars reversing, Mars going forward again. So this has just amped up people's language and sense of their ideas maybe being super right. And they're, they're angry. Mars gets fucking mad, you guys. Um... So there might be some conflicts ahead. And you might be feeling some conflict with the powers that be. I mean, this could be, you know, trying to get your taxes in order, right? Things that are bigger than you, like the emperor is bigger than you. This could be, you know, you're mad at Vladimir Putin, Donald Trump, whoever runs the not very helpful customer support thing at Apple. (laughs) It's going to take a lot of different forms, but you might be shaking your fist at somebody. You might be tilting at windmills. If you yourself are in a position of power or you're a boss, like even just, you know, you're a supervisor with four direct reports at a workplace, uh, be really sensitive to this time and to this dynamic you may be seen as the power-wielding emperor when you're not meaning to. You're just trying to get stuff done. And if somebody maybe overreacts in your, your direction, um, I would encourage you, if you're in a position of power, eh, maybe blow it off. 
Like, just don't worry about it that hard. Try to be reasonable. Understand that with the woo and the vibe and the tarot cards and the astrology and all of that good stuff, the place that we're in is temporary. Some people are going to be way more activated by this than others. And I think that's part of why our card came up in that funny sideways position. For some, this is like, I'm in power. I'm going to do whatever I want. And for others, it's just struggle, struggle, struggle to get the most basic things accomplished, to get through the day. Um, so we might be holding resentments toward people who are in power around us on any kind of situation. Uh, I had, one, I have, I'll just admit it, I have one of these going on right now with some of my day job work um, for no good reason. <laughs> I look at it, I'm like, this guy who runs this project hasn't done anything bad to me or anybody else. I just basically don't like that I have to do what he says if I want to keep going on this gig. (laughs) So there's like no real reason. So I'm not going to blow up at him because I've stopped and recognized, you know what, I'm just kind of getting, I'm feeling this energy. I'm just mad because I'm not in control of everything in my life. Okay, well, that's something we have to learn to deal with. How often is anybody really in control of everything in their lives? So that's my example from the point of view. I mean, in some ways, I have control in that situation because I'm the one who takes on clients and then fires them if I feel like it. This is in the marketing and media part of my work. Um, I'm not actually employed, so that way they can't really be the emperor over me. Ha 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 ha. But there's still the people paying the bills. Um, So for me, that's been an example of noticing that I'm very attuned to these power moments. And they're extremely annoying to me right now in ways that they're not always so annoying. Sometimes I just don't really care at all. So you might find yourself in a similar situation, whether you're the one giving the orders or you're the one taking the orders. It can get sticky. So deep breaths, folks. Um, that kind of Saturnian aspect that, that comes with the emperor, despite his you know, massive appearance of stability and his warrior energy, he does have this ability to cull things away. So it might be time for that project of yours to go away. And you might express that not by um, giving your client two weeks notice and expressing that you're sorry that you need to leave the project. With this kind of energy in the air, you might just draw your sword, you know, and you might just run into the meeting and (laughs) lop somebody's head off, metaphorically, of course. Um, And I'm not going to say that's bad. But I'm going to say, hey, let's be aware that that's a possibility. So maybe sit with some of these feelings. Or if you find yourself having a lot of feelings around wherever authority sits in your life. This can be dead authority too, by the way. I have received very interesting communications from people around this time who are, uh, because of the holidays... They are reliving trauma from the past 
from the authority of their childhood, their parents who have died. And it's decades and decades later, and some people are freaking out. So that's another way that this can come up. There can be sort of an ancestral line of power misuse. And that might come up for you. And that might be why you're mad at your boss. It might not really have anything to do with your boss or the fact that your bonus was big or small for Christmas or whichever holiday you're doing. So those are some nice things to pay attention to uh, in terms of developing our own sense of discipline and tapping into our own authority. For some people, yes, this card will help you do that. Look for your, what we consider, masculine qualities of power. This is the warrior energy. This is go out there, fight for it, then defend it. Draw the sword. Very phallic. Get out there and do it. Um, For some people, this will be a really good time for that kind of energy. Others of us are going to feel stuck. Like, I'm standing in front of this throne. What do I do? You know, we can live through it. It's not that long. And speaking of the holidays, um, you know, I just want to say that I know it's a rough time for a lot of people. And so uh, I am regularly, you know, praying, doing some woo-woo, putting some stuff on the altar for everyone who has those feelings. I, of course, have weird stuff in my family, too. And as we try to gather uh, for the holidays, there will be ups and downs. And I just, just want to acknowledge that. Some of you might feel alone. Some of you might feel overly crowded by other people. Um, and these are all just perfectly natural ways to feel. <laughs> you got your feelings. Go ahead and feel them. I personally, T, Tiffany Lee Brown from Burning Tarot, hereby do give you permission to have your feelings. That was my holiday present to you. I am enjoying some aspects of the holiday season. Um, Yesterday, we went with a friend, drove up further into the woods where there's tons of little fir trees that grow too close together. And so the Forest Service invites people to please go take the small ones for Christmas trees. Um, Because otherwise, you just get this overgrown, dense forest that's a fire hazard. So, you know, we got a beautiful little tree The uh, Solstice Labyrinth Walk will be happening on the 21st here in Sisters, Oregon at Sisters Community Labyrinth. That's from 7 to 8 p.m. if anyone wants to join us and is local or local-ish. And uh, good news there, not very long ago, I thought this was going to be our last silent meditation winter solstice walk because um, the city of Sisters bought the land on which the labyrinth sits. And they were planning a transportation hub there where the city manager had told the planners to like treat it like a blank slate. Like pretend the labyrinth isn't even there, basically. And some lovely people from the labyrinth committee, upon which I also sit, went in and talked to the city, showed them all the work, went in and talked to the emperor, maybe, and said, look, here's the original Ford Foundation cohort, a leadership cohort that built this labyrinth. Here's all the people in the community who donated and helped hands-on build this thing. 
this thing matters, yo. And, um, you know, then the, the planners came out not that long ago with several designs for the people of our area to look at and give comments about for this transportation hub. All three concept layouts, all three designs, kept the labyrinth intact. Victory! Victory, my friends! It happens! You know, our people went in and said their piece, and now we will get to have our wonderful labyrinth walk on solstice without being afraid that we don't get to come back and do it again next year. So that emperor is movable, you know, but sometimes you have to approach him on his terms. Our emperor energy likes strategy, likes strength, likes reason, really likes power. So that's one way we can approach this stuff in the upcoming couple weeks is to say if the, if the um, emperor issues that we're dealing with are, are something external to us and we can totally recognize them, we look at them and go, oh, there's that politician. There's that powerful person that drives me crazy. You know, here's this powerful obstacle or roadblock to what I'm trying to do. Maybe think of our little labyrinth story here where you need to go in and approach them with what they care about. So you don't go into the emperor and say, the people have such a lovely spiritual experience at the labyrinth. The emperor doesn't freaking care, you guys. But if you talk to him in things that he cares about and stuff that he understands in a language that resonates for him, if you show him numbers and money, and the names of influential persons who made something happen. Stuff like that. The um, strategic aspects of what you're proposing, how it could benefit the community and the transportation hub, whatever. If you get it on the front page of the newspaper, which we did. So that's speaking the emperor's language. The emperor goes, oh no, okay, I see, huh? front page of the paper, huh? Oh, oh, important people in the community, money. Oh, I get it. And sometimes he backs down or he simply absorbs it into his body of knowledge and his process of thinking about stuff. So sometimes we might be tempted to be like, I'm going to rush the emperor. I'm going to jump into his throne room with my sword drawn and demand a duel. A powerful emperor just isn't even going to fight the duel with you. Why would he bother? He's got a bunch of guards waiting in the wings. We don't see them in this card. But that's what power is. The power is the ability to not even bother to stand up and draw your sword. <laughs> you just look at, the, look at the little peon who came running into your throne room and have someone drag them away or... or you know, the dungeons or the execution or, or whatever. But if they come in speaking your language, ah, now the emperor is paying attention. So maybe that will work out for all of us as we deal with politicians, matriarchs, patriarchs, whoever, whoever's got the power, including ourselves. Um, enjoy our Christmas trees. Enjoy walking our labyrinths for those of us who have labyrinths to walk on solstice. Whatever kind of solstice thing you do, I hope you really enjoy that feeling of like, this is the darkness. 
This is the darkest of the darkness of the whole year here in the Northern Hemisphere. We do have listeners in the Southern Hemisphere, so you guys, you should just get out there and party for your summer solstice. Most of us, I think, are up north, though. So this is the darkest time of the year, and so it's very beautiful to light a candle or an electric candle or a Christmas tree and just appreciate what it means to be cozy and small in a big, dark, cold world. Things will change later. You'll be back out there soon enough. The days will be very long. They'll get too hot. You'll find it annoying, perhaps. <laughs> so enjoy these, these days for what they are, you know, these nice, short, wintry days. Um, for those of us celebrating Hanukkah, part of my family is Jewish. It's a, a fun year because um, the eighth day is on December 25, which is Christmas Day. So we get to kind of layer the different traditions over each other. And then, of course, we'll be on to New Year's, but we'll have another Burning Tarot post before then. I also want to give a shout-out before I head out. So a shout-out to Deschutes Land Trust, DLT. If you're local, you probably know exactly what I'm talking about. Uh, If you're not, I'll tell you that the Deschutes River... Uh, and Deschutes County is where we're located here. And Burning Tarot often takes place in Deschutes National Forest. Deschutes is a French word, des chutes. And um, so Deschutes Land Trust is a wonderful organization, DeschutesLandTrust.org. And they advocate for our lands and habitats here, and they do it in a really practical, hands-on way. So if you're looking for an end-of-year donation opportunity, I highly recommend Deschutes Land Trust. They will, you can also donate property to them, particularly if it's along Huaychus Creek or some other area where they're trying to do restoration projects. So they get out there and restore the land. They, in some cases, put up certain fences and keep people out so that people aren't around there all the time with their dogs you know, disturbing the wildlife and pooping everywhere or people with guns or even just just plain people and our cars. Um, They have helped restore Huaychus Creek here in our uh, Sisters Oregon area. Many different organizations have helped with that effort, but it's incredibly inspiring. And if you look into the literature on, on what the heck to do about the environment and Uh, climate change. It turns out that restoration efforts, small restoration efforts in your own local community, this may be the key. And you can read a bit about that in the Lisa Wells book, Believers, which um, is really worth a look. Might be a good holiday present too. But many other thinkers and scientists and writers and stuff have been on this lately, noticing that the ripple effects from a small restoration in your local area can be enormous. And uh, it's super inspiring because it's not the usual message of like, we can't help the environment unless everybody stays at home all the time and doesn't drive a car and grows their own food and stops using the internet, which is you know, not a bad message, honestly, but most of us, (laughs) 
<laughs> we can't really absorb that and really do anything with it. You know, it's like, ah, uh, okay, maybe I'll give up imported seafood or drink less coffee. You know, <laughs> there's so such little teeny things that we feel like we can do with our consumer lifestyles. If you join in on a local restoration project or donate money to do that in your area, you may find that the effects on the environment are just just way bigger than anybody would have suspected. So that's super neat. Uh, if you would like to give a shout out to somebody, this shout out to Deschutes Land Trust was donated by a, an anonymous listener here in Central Oregon. Uh, you can do yours anonymously or with your name attached. A shout out can be a few words about an organization that you care about. It can be about some art that you like. Uh, that you want the Burning Tarot audience to pay attention to. It can even just be a message for somebody. So you can buy a shout out on my website and I, you can use it to just like, I'll say happy birthday to your friend in the middle of the podcast. And maybe I'll draw them a card too, if you want me to. Um, it's just a fun thing to add a different element uh, to the podcast and let you guys pitch in and say what you would you know, what you want to hear on here and for me to make a little money. Speaking of the monies, if you would like to buy a reading, uh, you can do so tiffanyleebrown.com and look for the link that says shop. That's where you'll find astrology readings, tarot readings, and shout outs. Uh, some of you have really liked the grounding and earthing meditations that we do sometimes at the beginning of a personal reading, like if you've bought a personal reading from me. And so I've heard some requests for more like that. So that's a new item you can also find in the shop. And that's not a guided recorded meditation. That's you make the purchase and you and I, in, in real life or over the phone, we will do the meditation together. Because um, energetically, that's a very, very different thing. Um, I should probably make a recorded one for everyone to enjoy. But when we work together in person or over the phone, we generate a whole lot of this earth energy. So I'd, I'd rather sync it up that way. So for those of you who have mentioned that, yes sirree, it's now available and you can just grab it off the website. Um, that's it. That's all I got. I'm T. This is Burning Tarot. And I hope you have splendid, splendid holidays. We have our wonderful Hanukkah overlap with Christmas. We have Kwanzaa. We have the new year coming up, the secular new year. And I'll make sure I drop a new reading for you before that time. And of course, we have that wonderful solstice to celebrate together. Much love to all of you. I'm T. This is Burning Tarot.